0: My life has been a one of prayer and faith in God. I was contemplating the song, We believe, but how often do we say such words, but they do not truly touch our hearts. And we believe, perhaps, as the demons believe, And even they fear God, but our belief would not even bring us to fear. I was born in Kropenstedt, Prussia in the year 1805. My father was a collector of taxes for the government. Today I would like to share with you some of my testimony Not to lift up myself, but to lift up God. To show you what God has done in my life and what I believe he would like so much to do in your life as well. When I was very young, eight or nine years old, I was an accomplished thief. I would go into the study of my father and I would steal the tax money he had collected. Once when he caught me, he said, George, you must not do such a thing. But that only made me more careful not to get caught. By the age of 11, I was a drunkard. I was gambling and drinking. 13 years old, 14 years old, I was living a wicked life. Such horrible sin. When I was 14 years old, my mother died. I did not know that she had passed away until I came out of a drunken stupor after she was buried. I had stuck at home that morning and fell into bed and slept away my drunkenness. But I did not care. I cared for no one but only myself. Such a one was I, as it would say in Proverbs. I could not sleep unless I had done some wickedness. I delighted in it. When I was 15 years old, my father said to me, George, you must uh, have an occupation. I wish for you to uh, have an occupation that would... Uh, allow you to make a lot of money so that you will be able to care for me when I'm older. And so as he looked about, he saw that the state church, the state sponsored church of Prussia was the Lutheran church. And he said, I want for you to be a Lutheran pastor because of the sponsorship of the state. I did not know God. It was not uh, a calling of God. It was a job, a position. And so I entered uh, the university at Haller began to prepare to become a pastor in the Lutheran Church, the state church. But I did not know God. I was a liar, a drunkard, a cheat. My father had given me monies to enter the university. And I drank and gabbled them away. And when I arrived, I forced open my own trunk and I told such a tale All of my money has been stolen, and my classmates felt so sorry for me that they took up collection to pay for my schooling, and I mocked them. I laughed at them. I thought, what fools are they to care for me so much that they would allow me to cheat them out of their money? Night after night, I would go out drinking and gambling and living a wicked life. I tell you these things again not to lift up my sail, but so that you can know that it is not because I am a good man, but because we have a good God who cares for us, who loves us. When I was 16 years old, I thought that I should have some uh, holiday and I forged letters of passport from my father permission from him. I went out after I had pawned all of my school books. And I lived in the finest hotels. I drank the best vines. I lived a high life. When the man ran out, I went to another hotel. I ran up large accounts. I was forced there to leave my clothing for payment. But I did not go back to the university again. I went to another hotel, ran up large accounts again. Then come time to I pay the accounts. I said, what can you do to me? I'm 16 years old. The manager of the hotel put me in jail. At 16 years old, I was in jail with murderers, with thieves, with the wicked. I felt as if I had come home. I was with those who were like myself. My father discovered that I was in jail, and he Paid the date for me to come out, and then he came to me. He said, George, you must reform yourself. Who will wish to have a pastor in such their church with such a record as yourself? And so I set about to reform myself on the outside, but still secretly at night I would go out drinking and gambling, living horrible life again. But during the day, I rose to the first in my class. I was first in the debate. The other professors at the school, they would say to the other students, there course, George Mueller, you should be like him. It was a lie I was living. I did not own a Bible. I could translate in Hebrew and Greek and Latin. But I had not read once the Bible for itself. And still I was preparing to become a pastor. When I was 18 years old, I met a Christian. His name was Bertha. He wished to be my friend, not to lead me to Jesus Christ, but so that I would take him to the drinking house, to the gambling house, to the houses of sin. He wished to, to play with sin. He wished, perhaps like some of you, to become close to sin. Close to the things of the world. But the Holy Spirit. dwelling inside of him. Would not allow him to enjoy such things. And he left university. Left my friendship. The next year I see him again. I said, Berta, how are you? Come, let us go drinking. I was again, like it would say in Proverbs Come, let us all be of one purse. I wish to pull him down. I wish to mock his Christianity. He said, no, I will not go with you now, George. I said, why not? He said, I'm going to another place. Oh, have you found a a new drinking house? I will go with you. No, you would not like to go where I am going. Oh, yes, I would like to go. He told me that he was going to the prayer meeting. And I uh, persuade him to take me. I did not wish to go to pray, but I thought I will go and mock these Christians with my much theological training. I will confound them. I will confuse them. I will tie them in knots. I wish to go to uh, make the fun of them. When I arrived... I found true Christianity in the life of Herr Wagner. The people there, they knelt to pray such prayers I had never heard. I had heard only before the prayers for the ears of men. I had not heard prayers for the nostrils of God from the heart. I thought to myself, I am much more learned than this man, but I could not pray half so well as him. And when the meeting was complete, I go to Herr Wagner and I say, Herr Wagner, could I come back? He said, come as often as you like. And I come back and I come back and finally I come to God. And Jesus Christ came into my heart. If Jesus Christ can save one such as I, his blood can cover all our sins. There is not one that is too wicked that he cannot save. I was so happy now, I thought I should like to become a pastor, perhaps not in the Lutheran church, but to become a missions pastor to the Hebrew people in Austria. And I wrote to my father, "Father, I should like to become a pastor now, but... Uh, a missions pastor and I wish to honor God and he wrote back to me George I did not send you to school to become a poor missionary but to become a wealthy pastor in the state church and he cut me off before I would have uh, lied or cheated or stolen the money to stay in school but I thought I cannot do such thing now God would not uh, honor such in the university at Halle, there was one professor who was a Christian his name was Dr. Tolu. I go to him. I said, Dr. Toluk, what should I do? He said, you must ask God. And that is what I should like to share with you today. On prayer and trusting God. In Matthew, in chapter 7 and verse 7, God has given to us a promise today as I would share with you what God has done in my life perhaps in your heart you say oh I must pray more like George Mueller perhaps you would say I should spend such a time in prayer perhaps you would say I should pray for so much my life Is not about such things. What I would share with you is about trusting God. It is about believing in His promise. It is about holding it to your heart. About claiming the promises of God for you. Because they are real. They are true. And so I began to pray. In Matthew chapter 7 and verse 7, Ask, and it shall be given you, seek, and ye shall find, knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, receive it, and he that seeketh, find it. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. And so I began to trust God. And I prayed that God would allow me to stay in school. Perhaps today some of you face such a burden upon your heart. Your country is very special to me. You see, when I could not have any money to be in school, I prayed God would meet my need to keep me there. And all the way from America, three students of theology, they come to the university, and they spoke no German, They could not read the German. And of all of the students, they sought out George Mueller. And they said, could you translate the lectures for us? Could you translate the notes for us? Could you teach us German? And we shall pay you. And so God supplied him funds for me to stay in school. And I finished my work there and my advanced work. I was to go over the London Mission Society, to Austria, and they said, if you would go to Austria, you must come to London. I did not understand why I should go to London. I spoke the language of Austria better than they spoke, but it was God's will for me to go to England. We had a parting of the ways with the society, because they believed that The mission work should be done with letters of credit, and I thought the mission work should be done in the power of God. And I began to pastor a church in Talmont, England. In those times, they would charge uh, a pure rent for you to come to church. They would charge you more if you sit in the front here. And I told my people, we cannot charge a pure rent for people to come to church. And they said, but Brother Mueller, how shall we pay your salary? That is how we pay you. And I said, we will trust God. And they thought, perhaps you are young. You will learn better. They were to pay me 55 pounds a year. I told him we will put a small box in the back of the auditorium and as God would put on the heart of the people, they will pay my salary to the leading of God. There were times I was praying even as I would preach and I would be done, I would look to see if anyone had put money in the box because I had no money to eat, no money to uh, pay for my lodging but always God supplied and at the end of the first year they had not paid me 55 pounds a year at the end of the first year God has paid 155 pounds a year and so God wishes if we would trust in him if we would claim his promise That he would give to us, pressed down and shaken together and running over. I met my wife, Mary, and God gave us one child. And God began to work upon our hearts to trust him even more. My young friends in my lifetime. I have had 50,000 answers to prayer. Some, before the words left my lips, God has answered. Others, I have prayed for a week, sometimes a month, sometimes for a year, sometimes five years. For one man, I have prayed for 40 years for God to work in his heart. The scripture will tell us not to pray for so long. The scripture will tell us to pray without ceasing. The scripture will tell us to be diligent in prayer. Not to pray once or twice, you say, God has not answered, I stopped praying. But to trust God. The church began to grow. And God began to bless. We brought another man to come and help us, Brother Henry Craig. And together, both of us began to receive such a burden upon our hearts. We wish to begin an orphanage, not only to take care of the orphan children and in England at the time of the Industrial Revolution, there were many, many orphans. We wish to care for them, yes, but we wish to leave for you here, today, now, a legacy of the power of God to answer prayer. We, like Daniel, purposed in our hearts that we would ask only God to care for us. That we would not advertise, we would not send out letters. We would ask only God to meet our needs. When we began, our faith was so small, it was one shilling worth of faith. And that is what God gave us to begin the orphanage, <laughs> one shilling. It was gift from a young man who was dying. It was all the money he had. He was 12 years old. And he said, I would give this to Brother Mueller for the orphans. And I thought, if this young man could share all that he has with us, then our faith must grow. And so we began to pray. We began to pray that God would send uh, a house for us and God give us a house. We began to pray that God would uh, give us uh, pots and pans and uh, furniture and God give us pots and pans and furniture. We began to pray that God would send a couple to help us and God sent a couple to help us. We began to pray for uh, clothing for the children and God sent clothing for the children. It was like the Christmas time. We asked God for so much, and God opened wide the windows of heaven and put out his blessing upon us. When the day came for us to begin the orphanage, we were so excited. Everything was in readiness. The, the furniture was in place. The cups and saucers, pots and pans were in the cupboards. The couple was there to help us. The clothing was there, hanging, waiting for the children to come we had everything in readiness but we had no children we had forgot to pray for them i felt very foolish and so we knelt in prayer and we asked god to send us children i thought we should start out with little girls i thought they would be easier i did not know so much back then But God sent us 30 little girls. And every day we prayed that God would feed and clothe and house them. And Then people come and they had such tiny babies. They said, Brother Mueller, you must care for them. And I said, we have no room. And so we began to pray and God gave us another house. And he filled it with 30 babies. But then people come, and they had little boys, and they said, you must care for the boys. And I said, we have no place for them. And we began to pray, and God gave us 30 little boys, and filled the house. Now there were 90 children. And only, only by the prayer to God our Father, that day after day, hour after hour, did he meet their needs. Often the time was we would arise in the morning, there would be nothing to eat. We would set the table. We would begin to pray, God, you must feed us. Once I remember, perhaps you are familiar with such a story. We prayed, God, we thank you for what you shall supply. And even as I spoke to God, there was a knock at the door and it was a man who was a dairyman, and his milk wagon had broke down outside. And he said, I would give all of my milk to the children. It will spoil if I do not. And so God give us fresh milk for all of the children. But I come to the Lord. I said, Lord, uh, you have given us milk, but you have promised to feed us. You said, take no thought, saying what you shall eat, and we must eat God. The scripture says to come boldly, and I come boldly before the Lord. And so, even as I spoke again, there was not a knock at the door. And it was a man and his wife, they were bakers. They had stayed up all night long to bake bread for God's children. And God gave us not only fresh milk, but fresh bread. And he cares for us. The scripture would say here. What man is there of you. Whom if his son asks bread. Will he give him a stone. If he ask a fish. Will he give him a serpent. If ye then being evil. Know how to give good gifts unto your children. How much more shall your father which is in heaven. Give good things to them that ask him. God is our father. He cares for us. There were 90 children that he cared for, but there were so many more, and we began to pray. Sometimes we think we will help God out, yeah? We think, God, you do not need to, uh, to worry about me today. I will do myself. And we think, oh, I will help you out, God, so that you will not have to work so hard. I know I have tried to help God out myself. There was a piece of property. I thought God would have us have such a piece of property for our orphanage. And I go see the man. I did not pray. I just go see him. He was not home. They tell me he is at his office. I go to the office. He was not there either. I am not so stubborn German as all of that. And I go home and I pray, God, you must help us. And I slept. And the next morning, the man, he come to me. God had given us 120 pounds to pay for an acre of property. There were seven acres he had given us so much money. And the man come, he said, Brother Mueller, all night I could not sleep. All night I was troubled by God. All night I walked to and fro in my house. I must have some payment for this property. I, I have a need, but Brother Mueller... Could you pay me 120 pounds an acre for the property? It is difficult for us sometimes to be still and to know that he is God. Always we wish to help God out. Sometimes we are like my daughter. She would come into my study. She would say, Father, I will help you. And I'm a good father. I say, oh, thank you so much. Please help me. And she would help for an hour and she would go out and I would have to undo all that she had done. Sometimes I think it is like that with us and God. So God, I will help you out when we should be still and know that he is God. How do you think your parents would feel if when you were hurt you would not come to them? If when you had a need, you would not go to them. How do you think they would feel if you never once spoke to them? If you never put out the longing of your heart to them? If you did not share your hurts and your worries with them? They would be hurt. How do you think God feels? when we go elsewhere to others and not to Him. Because He has promised to us to care for us. My young friends, we prayed that God would give us a place and God give us 17 acres and God give us a building to house 350 orphans And he cared for them every day. But still there were more. And we pray it again. We trust God to care for us. And now there are 700 orphans. But still it was not enough room for all of them. And we pray again. And now there are 1,200 orphans. Now there are 1,500 orphans. Now there are 2,000 orphans. Now there are 2,500 orphans. God has built the building only by asking God has he cared for all of them. We do not ask others. We do not only but ask God. Do you think that a God who cares for 2,500 orphans cannot care for you? I have seen him change the weather from the cold of the winter to the warm of summer so that his orphans would not be cold when the boiler broke down until it was repaired. I have seen the power of God change the driving rain from the east side of the roof where a hole had come in the tiles to the west side so that the rain would not come in upon his orphan. I have seen God every day meet the needs of his children. So often we ask God, why God? Why God have you brought such things? We should not ask God why. We should ask God, what? What would you have me learn for her? What would you have for me? Not why, but what? I will share with you one final story, and this morning I shall sit down. There came a time when there were many orphans, 2,500. We had a need for 20,000 pounds. In your money today, that would be many hundreds of thousands of dollars. And my faith was not 20,000 pounds worth of faith. In all of the years of the ministry, we had never had a gift larger than 100 pounds. And I said, God, you must meet our need. And God sent us 100 pounds because my faith was only 100 pounds worth of faith. But I said, God, this is not 20,000 pounds. And God sent us the largest gift. We had ever had at one time 1,000 pounds. I said God this is good, but it is not 20,000 pounds. So God sent us another largest gift 2,000 pounds. I said God this is good, but it is not 20,000 pounds. So God sent us 3,000 pounds. But still I did not learn. And I was praying that God would meet our need. And a little box came, And there was a note. Brother Mueller, these are the toys of my vanity from one who no longer has need of such things. And I saw toys for the children, but in such a small box. And I opened up the box, and there was some cotton wool there, and I pulled out the cotton wool. And I take out a sapphire necklace and sapphire earrings. And I set them aside, and I pulled more of the cotton wool there was a diamond necklace and diamond earrings said the diamond brooch the diamond ring and I thought so many years ago in the bowels of the earth God had formed these jewels for his children now today and when we had the man come to tell us the value it was over the twenty thousand pounds but in my heart I was doubting But even when we are not faithful, he is faithful still. I took the ring and put upon my finger and I went to the study of, of my office there. And I put the ring to the window pane of glass. And with the diamond... Over the window glass where I would look out at God's orphans, I wrote the name of God, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. For for us, even the very name of God is a promise to our hearts that he will meet our need you are so young so many opportunities ahead for you to trust god i would ask you my young friends this morning that you would claim the promises of god that you would believe for them to be true in your life for god He's our Father. He wished to hear from us. He wished to answer our prayers. Today, can you not trust the promises of God and hold them to your heart?